0: A few minutes live. Catch the broadcast on kaya959.co.za. We probably need to put things into context there uh, because you are a key player within the education space yourself. Uh, and typically when we see these kind of lists around schools, cost, education... We get flabbergasted by the costs. But what we do need to understand is that, unfortunately, the nature in South Africa is that uh, the private education schooling system does offer, um, I don't know, perhaps slightly better benefits, access, support and opportunities than what we do see within our public schooling system. But maybe I shouldn't answer that question. I'm keen to get your perspective on it, just in terms of the lay of the landscape when it comes to education in South Africa.
1: Yes. No, thank you very much. Um I think the first thing that one has to highlight is the existence of um independent schools, how they are actually established um they they um they have a constitutional right to exist. It is contained on section twenty nine of the Constitution where it clearly explains that anyone, anyone can actually establish um a private um school. at at their own cost, right? Um, And then there are also different types of of private schools too, because I think this is important to highlight too, because when you say um, private school and then you see the cost Mm -hmm. and and, and everything else that a lot of people have been raging over, um, it's vital that we also say, There are different categories of of private schools. There are those that are subsidized, which means they receive some kind of funding from government. And then there are those that are non-subsidized, which means they just go it all by themselves. And within this whole category, um, the, the fee structure... for for, for these um, private schools is also different. There are those that sit at the highest fee category. They are called high-fee schools, Mm -hmm. and there are those in the middle. They are called mid-fee schools, and then there are those in the low-fee category, and those ones are most likely to be the ones that receive some kind of government subsidy. Right, so I thought it is important that I highlight that first, so that when people see the cost, um, as displayed in in, in in wide variety of media, um, that they actually don't get a shock of their lives because it, it's all about affordability, right? It's all about the, the the quality of education that all three categories of 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 these these, these schools um, have. You know, the fact that it's a low fee private school doesn't mean that it offers low quality. No, no, no. Mm -hmm. It simply means that in terms of um, affordability, right, in terms of uh, resources, because obviously the more or the higher the fees are, then the more resources become available um, to the school and to the learners, to the parents. So I I thought maybe let me put that out as an introduction before we venture into various other issues of interest to you and everyone else. Yes,
0: 100 percent. And I'm glad that you've done this, right, because typically we just have uh, the one view of these uh, listed entities, AdverTech, uh, um, as well as Curo, uh, and we're well aware that they obviously derive a profit and they have shareholders to respond to. But I'm glad that you've given us an understanding of the tier uh, and the system and how it works uh, and how perhaps the uh, quality of the education is not always translated in the cost and maybe let's start there because in a market like South Africa where there's great levels of inequality this is typically uh, what often frustrates a lot of people from a social point of view uh, that uh, quality is often interpreted by uh, the quantity or or the fee that you pay. But given your background and having worked at uh, one of these particular private schools, I'm keen to get your understanding on um, just the the perceptions that exist in in a market like South Africa. Right.
1: Um, In a market like South Africa, South Africa, like you've mentioned before, because of the chasm that exists between the haves and the have-nots, um, it, 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 I suppose it becomes fairly easy for us to then fall back into uh, the stereotype, stereotype. As, you know, private education probably offers the best and, and, and so on and so forth. Mean mean, uh, the public education sector, too, it has got um, schools that actually do offer quality education, right? Um, in the public education sector, um, you may know or may not um, know that there are two types of um, uh, schools. Mm-hmm. There are fee paying public schools, uh, where generally a lot of um, former Model C schools are located, who offer who offer the same quality of education that you would find in some private um, schools, right? And then there are no fee uh, schools, you know, Public schools, which also, in terms of you know affordability, then they make it easier for those who may not afford uh, to pay fees towards an education that they then go to the schools where fees are not charged, and then the schools where in the public sector where fees are charged then they they more or less fall into the same category as uh, some of the private schools in in the country, so the quality of education that is on offer mm-hmm. um, is is is, uh, is comparable to the quality of education that is is offered in 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 the private education sector. For instance, a um, private school is required by law to um, register with a a, a provincial. Department of Education or government where the school is located. So all the housing schools, private schools would have to register with, um, uh, the, 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 the government at a provincial level. And the reason for that, it, it is based on that section 29, uh, that says, you know, anyone can start a private school as long as it doesn't discriminate on the basis of race and, and so on. The point that I'm driving at here is that, um, a private school when it is established it may not offer a kind of education that is below low par in terms of uh quality so you may start a private school but you may not offer a low quality education that is even um not comparable to uh, an ordinary public school so by virtue of that um, it means from a quality perspective then um both sort of categories of schools, whether private or public, have got the responsibility to offer um, uh, 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 minimum standards as expected, you know, in, in South Africa. But obviously, because of affordability, then schools that can afford more, then they push the boundaries.
0: Definitely. And I'm glad that you highlight this, right? Just for us to fully understand the full context as well as the scope. um, My brain cells are already being tickled because I'm aware of your um, um, background in education, leadership and policy. But these sometimes are are, are not the reasons why some parents actually choose to take their school children to these particular institutions. A lot of the times we're well aware not only is it uh, additional access to resources, extracurricular activities, a cultural fit, but... They speak to a network, a network of uh, individuals who might continue to support them in their future, uh, access to families, to places and spaces um, that will essentially better position their children to a journey of success in life. And I'm keen to, to understand this particular scope. Um, if there's evidence of this, if we're
1: finding that new entrants
0: yep. into this market also have the benefits of this at all?
1: Well, I think by virtue of private schools having the ability to attract um, high net worth people, um, then obviously the social networks there in private schools sort of increase the social net worth of children attending these schools because, because imagine your child going to the same school as um, a child of um, a ceo of a, um, a multinational company you know um, and and they happen to be friends too so chances are that when they graduate um, um at, at university or after matric and they happen to be in the same social circles and spaces so the the, 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 the possibility of them sort of feathering their business interests <laughs> you know, are very high because they would have been with friends that they had been with since grade not, mm-hmm. you know. So that aspect does, uh, much of it is, is still a perception, but um, it is the kind of perception that sort of interests a lot of parents mm-hmm. um, from purely from from that point of view, where you would want to send your child to a space where that will probably increase there are chances for future economic success and good connections and social networks that will yield economic um, 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 impact.
0: I'm glad you mentioned this because it almost seems as though that's always the return on investment that's, that's, that's viewed uh, and yielding that, that particular le, uh, level of impact as well as support. Whilst I understand that this can be great for the individual and the children uh, within these networks that are concerned, is there any other influencing factor, though, that, that does speak to it? Um, and does it continue to drive, I guess, the levels of inequality or disparity uh, in a country like SA?
1: Oh yeah, no, sure, definitely. Um, th- the one area about private education is that, um, in terms of I- if we zone, if we drill into the quality, right? Um, whichever way you look at it, um, private private schools offer a wide variety in terms of curriculum choice, right? Which then lends itself in areas like sports, music, art, academics. You know, largely, for instance, um, in a sporting sense, you have the review teams that um, are located within these schools and also in in, in former Model C uh, public schools. Um, So there's choice there in terms of um, the development for for children, you know, that, that, that puts your child in a private school that specializes in music. Yeah then that child stands a far better chance of making it in that area. If you put them in a school that focuses um, in the arts and, and so on and so forth. But also one of the, the major, major advantages of, uh, I suppose, being able to afford um, sending your child to a particular school is that in in, 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 in in private schools, they practicalize education. So if you learn about French Revolution, chances are that um your the the learners w- would go to france you know um to actually go and see these places of interest uh, the same way that also children in a public school can go if they are learning about the battle of Isandran, mm. uh it is accessible they can go there so it it's on it, it's a matter of prestige it, it's a matter of uh, privilege. It's a matter of affordability, which then stretches boundaries. But um, we won't immediately say just because your child goes to a private school, therefore, um, they, they, they are far better than you know, the, the children that go to a private school. Because here's the thing being here in South Africa, um, after Metric, If children who had gone to a private school choose not to go overseas, for instance, then they will be in the same universities as all the other children that didn't receive uh, prestigious private education. And sometimes, well, maybe most of the time, chances are that they are just regular students like everyone else, which then begs the question, why would you invest so much money? When your children are also going to, uh, I think, um, uh, compete at the same level as those that did not really pay so much money in order to be at university.
0: You raise a very valid point question there. (laughs) Uh, And I was about to throw it back at you to actually say, then is it worth it really? Um, And I guess it, it depends what kind of value you're trying to derive out of this investment that you're making
1: in your child, right? 100% 100% because different parents have got different motivations you know they they have got different persuasions um they 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 obviously uh, especially when a parent has gone through the same education themselves then they would want to give uh, the same experience to their children however um as a person in education for me the most important thing is 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 not all the bells and the whistles that are there um but the most important thing is at the end of the learning process at the end of the education process program system right what becomes of the child yes. because to me that that is the essence of education it doesn't matter where you send them what matters the most is what became of them after the learning process
0: such a valid point. But, Kolani, there's so much more that I'd like to discuss with you, especially, you know, in just in terms of the advancement of education in our country and how we, we get there. But uh, I guess this conversation has reminded me uh, of a statement I always like to make, that money might not make you happy, but it gives you choices, right? It gives you options. Gives you options.
1: <laughs> no, it does. It does. Yeah. It does. It, money may not be everything, but, but it's part of something that could give you everything.
0: 100%. Such a pleasure engaging with you and thank you so much for your time this evening giving us some perspective on uh, the investments that parents make into schools and uh, the the outcomes that they certainly hope to derive from it. Such a pleasure having you Puqolani. You missed it live. Catch the broadcast on kaya959.co.za.